Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Child Of. Today, I'm really excited. We're gonna be talking about the consequences on your physical health when you're growing up in a stressful environment and you have an abusive parent who's making you anxious all the time or making you sad or making you just feel like you're not enough and they're not encouraging you. They're not they're not doing the things that a, a good and healthy parent should do. So today I'm just going to stick with my own story regarding health issues. I'm going to share and hopefully just from listening to me share about things that will trigger memories for you and get you thinking about your own story your own experiences growing up and the way that you felt physically during that time. If you had any health issues that were just like stick out in your mind, or maybe there are some that you didn't even notice. I had a few things that I dealt with growing up that I thought were completely normal because I was so, I was so much in a brain fog that I didn't realize, oh my gosh, I'm in excruciating pain. So I'm going to go into quite a bit of detail and some of it might be not so fun to listen to. So if you're like queasy or you don't like listening to like health related things, maybe this isn't the episode for you. I'm going to be really raw and detailed and honest about my experiences and some of the things that I dealt with. So some of these things that I dealt with health wise, I've gone on to figure out what they were related to and and why I was experiencing them. Uh, I don't want to not understand myself. So I've done a lot of research. There are some things, though, that I've experienced that I just, I don't know why yet. Um, But all I can say is that stress has a massive effect on your body. It is no joke. If you're under a lot of stress, you are going to have health issues. Let's just say that... Your brain and your body does not prioritize something like digestion when you're in a state of fight or flight. It just, it, it, and I mean, and it makes sense, but you can't, your body can't focus on those important things when you're constantly scared. That being said, I had a lot of IBS symptoms growing up, and I think that the stress played a huge role in it. And I even notice it today. Like, if something stresses me out, I have to run to the bathroom. Like, it's it's no joke. My wife, she jokes that I stress poop, and it's true. My body is so sensitive to stress now. Even with all of the work that I've done, it's still like, if something really scares me or really affects me deeply, I have to go. It's just one of those things. But I had that issue as a kid, a lot of stomach pain specifically, like excruciating, almost debilitating stomach pain that I would get one after I ate if I hadn't eaten for a while. And also just if I was really nervous, which I was most of the time. So I just lived in this constant pain in my stomach, which developed into, um, I also had acid reflux really really bad like chronic acid reflux I had to go to the doctor eventually and I was prescribed um what are they called like the anti-acids like tablets but like the ones that you can't get over the counter the ones that have to come from the pharmacy you have to be prescribed them um 
unfortunately, those things, you do not want to be on them. But I was on them because I didn't know anything about them at the time. And I, I needed them. I needed, I needed something to help me with what I was dealing with because, and here's the thing about health issues is that they, they affect so much more than you think that they're going to affect. So acid reflux affected my oral microbiome because I was getting acid coming up into my mouth, especially when I was sleeping and it caused cavities. Also, I think when I was, hmm, how old was I? I think I, I, okay, I was in sixth grade and I remember I woke up in the middle of the night and I was having, like usual, horrible stomach pain, just piercing. And I ran to the bathroom thinking maybe if I like pee or something, I'll feel better. You know, like stupid thought process that doesn't make any sense, but you hope that it'll work. So I went to the bathroom and I came out and everything went blurry. And the next thing I knew, I was waking up on the floor and I like kind of remembered a loud bang. Basically, I'd, I'd run into the wall in front of me, hit my head and my knees on the wall and then fall into the side, woke my mom up. Um, but I ended up being taken to the doctor after that. And they found out they did some blood work and found out that I was pretty anemic, which for a young girl on her period probably isn't too terribly surprising, but I was passing out because of it. I was fatigued. Honestly, I think that it was because I couldn't absorb the nutrients in my food because my body was so stressed out. One thing I will say through all of this is that my parents were very health conscious people. So like I wasn't eating a lot of fast food or junk food. I was eating mostly like like healthy meals for the most part, um, like meat, potatoes, salads every night. My parents were very into like healthy food, which I totally respect as an adult now. And it goes to show that diet is not everything. Like I'm a huge advocate for cleaning up your diet and for eating real food. But if you are stressed out, if you are in an abusive environment, if you are not in any relationship where you feel loved and safe, it doesn't matter how good or how healthy you eat, you are going to be sick. Okay, so another thing that I really struggled with as a female, having periods, um, I had really heavy, excruciatingly painful periods. I couldn't do anything on the first like day or two that I started. I bled very heavily. I was literally in the fetal position on the floor. I was in so much pain. Like I would take up to five or six ibuprofen at a time just to get a handle on it. And what I didn't know, obviously at the time, was that stress destroys your hormones, especially as a woman. That time of month for us is like, it's like a health report card. It shows you how healthy you are and how like, how you're doing. If your periods are terrible, you're unhealthy. There's something you need to work on, whether it's your hormones or your mineral levels, whatever it is. But if your hormones are out of whack, it may be that either you're, you're too stressed out or just generally feeling unsafe in your environment. Like procreation has to come from a place of safety for us. And so if we are not feeling safe, if we're feeling stressed out, our bodies are going to severely react to that and our periods are going to be like a huge red flag. Hey, you're going to be miserable for like days because things are not good right now. But as far as like health issues for me, 
were concerned, everything came to a head one summer. It was really strange. I remember I was, because we lived out on a farm, I was out tilling the arena so that I could ride in it because I had horses. Um, And I just got this feeling in my throat like um like i had swallowed a really big chip and it got stuck you know that feeling it's like really sharp and pokey and it's pretty painful but i hadn't obviously i hadn't been eating anything else outside but this was like directly after a stressful interaction with my dad and so like this persisted for like two days and i was like mom like this is really painful i don't know what's going on so she took me to my doctor and he like checked me over and there was obviously nothing actually stuck in my throat but it hurt so he just said like basically wait it out and see what happens and thankfully it did end up going away which was nice because it was painful um the next thing i had was temporary paralysis which i think that my mom thought that i was faking but i like leaned back on my bed i was just laying there and then i literally i couldn't move i couldn't get up i couldn't do anything and it persisted for like 30 minutes it was very strange and then it was like i was okay very very odd experience then after that this was a really weird summer i had a stone in my saliva gland which i didn't even know that that was a thing that could happen but i started eating and it was just like the whole like right side of my mouth was just burning like mad and i didn't understand why it hurt so bad um so my mom took me to the doctor again and was like what's going on with her he felt around and and declared that I had a stone in my saliva gland and that it was going to have to just work its way out, that it sometimes this happened and it did end up working its way out. I think I was actually on the school bus riding home when it finally like burst and I got all this old saliva in my mouth. It was so disgusting and I had to just sit there because I couldn't spit it out anywhere. So I just sit there on the bus with fucking old ass saliva in my mouth until I got home and then I was able to spit it out on the street. It was not, it was not fun. But after that, I was back in for the acid reflux that I was dealing with. I was still having the stomach pains and the burning in my my mouth, a heartburn that went along with it. And I think that they had to increase my dose or the whatever I was that I was on. Um, <clears throat> and at that point, I think something clicked with my doctor and he ushered my mom out of the room and handed me a form to fill out. And it was basically like more multiple choice that little are you dealing with depression and anxiety form now i don't remember all of the questions that were on the form but i do remember the one and that was are you contemplating or do you ever contemplate taking your own life or committing suicide and i stared at that question and i was thinking you know like if i answer one if i answer truthfully i'm gonna get in trouble like i'm gonna be in in trouble when I get home. But as far as I can remember, I did answer everything truthfully. And I think that's just because the doctor said that he wasn't going to show the results to my mom and she wasn't in the in the room at the time. I trusted my mom a little bit more than a, than my dad, my dad being the narcissist. So my doctor took the form out once I was finished with it and then later came in and said, okay, so from our findings here it looks like your daughter is dealing with depression and anxiety and we would highly recommend either medication or therapy 
See, my doctor, he knew something that I wasn't aware of yet. He he knew that it wasn't normal for a kid to be coming in so often to the doctor during the summer and with such odd issues. And it was like my body was manifesting the stress that I was under and the the fear that I was experiencing. To this day, I look back at that that one specific time when I felt like I had something stuck in my throat. And I think, what a fascinating response to a child feeling unheard, feeling afraid, feeling neglected and emotionally traumatized to feel like they have something stuck in their throat. I felt like I couldn't be heard no matter what I said. And and it hurt. It felt like there was something physically lodged in there. Okay, so two other things that I dealt with, well, three, um, just a persistent fatigue and general weakness. And also I had just this constant rash on my face across my cheeks. It was like they were flushed constantly. And from the research I've done I, as an adult, it, it's actually, it was a stress rash. But I remember my mom, my mom asking, why do you always have that on your face? And I was like, I, I'm not putting it there. Like, like, I didn't just get this rash because I knew it would irritate you, mom. But that was something that my mom did a lot. When I manifested symptoms of stress, either verbally, physically, emotionally, she would lash out at me because she didn't want to see that there was something wrong in the house. Anyhow, these are all the things that I struggled with growing up. And now that I have been no contact for several years now, most all of these things have cleared up and gone away. I don't deal with acid reflux anymore. I don't have that rash across my face. I don't have the horrible stomach pain, although I'll go into how how I fully cured that in the next couple episodes. Um my periods are better, although that's been that's been a process because I have to get my stress under control, which I struggle with. No more IBS symptoms. And I have more energy than I've ever had in my life. And a lot of that has been a conscious choice for me to pursue health, not just for my mental well-being, but for my physical body. I have been very, very disciplined in my choices and making sure that that I'm not miserable because I'm tired of being miserable. I'm tired of being sick. I don't want to feel like crap anymore. I want to have energy and I want to enjoy my life because there was a lot of my life when I wasn't able to. So now that I've shared the foundation of where I'm coming from as far as physical health pertains to mental health and narcissistic abuse, over the next couple weeks, I'm going to be sharing what I've learned and things I've implemented to improve my health and how physical health relates to mental health and how those two things are actually not separate at all. They're actually the same thing. So... I hope that you guys tune in next week and for the next couple of weeks as I discuss these things because they're they're really near and dear to my heart and I hope that they help you and I hope that just listening to this episode has made you think about your own life and remember things that maybe you had forgotten or maybe you just shoved down and didn't think about because it's so easy to forget ourselves when we've been abused by a narcissist. But I hope that you're fully in your body and thinking about your own needs and your own experiences. Anyhow, I love you all. I hope that you are doing super well. And if you ever want to 
chat with me. Like I always say, I love hearing from you guys. I love our conversations. Um, My Instagrams are both linked in the podcast bio. I would love to get a DM from you. And with that being said, I will talk to you all again next Tuesday. 